Frieza. Hi, Frieza. Oh, hi, Preeti. How's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? Good. Hope everyone had a great week. Smashing. We had great <laughs> weather here in Canada. The sun's been out. Snow. Definitely not complaining. <laughs> Amazing. So this week, um, our topic is relationships. Um, Preeti and I have been <laughs> for this topic all week. Um, we are so excited for this podcast and we hope you enjoy this podcast just as much as we uh, enjoy making uh, this episode. So uh, stay tuned. We're going to hit some really juicy and um, interesting topics. And Preeti, you want to start off? Go ahead. So mm-hmm. I want to talk about five key points. So what five things are important in a relationship? Uh, The first one I'm going to start off with is communication. Communication is key in any relationship, new, old. Um, If there's no communication, relationships don't work. You need to talk about what you both want. What do you both expect out of the relationship? What do you both want out of this relationship? What is your long-term goal? You need to be able to communicate with each other in order to make relationships work. What happens a lot of the time I find is people are too afraid to communicate. I don't wanna say something that might set the other person off. I don't wanna say anything that might upset the other person. I don't want to say something that could potentially ruin the relationship. But then I find that that's a fear, isn't it? If you can't be your authentic self, if you can't talk about your partner you want out of a relationship it's bound to it's you're gonna burn out you're gonna bound to you know burn out because you can't be who you are and the relationship won't be what you want because you're too afraid to communicate so guys communication is key the second point i feel um respect respect is very very important in a relationship When I say respect, what I mean is you need to listen to your partner. You need to understand their perspective. Don't always be trying to push your perspective and your points and what you believe or your opinions onto your partner. You need to respect their choices and opinions as well. Remember, you don't always see eye to eye in a relationship on any topic that comes up because everybody has different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. No, I right? uh, 100% agree. So, right, so you need to, It. I mean, it doesn't matter if, let's just say it was me, for example, and I'm a strong believer, I'm going to use spirituality. Um, I'm very spiritual and less religious. Let's just say I was with someone and, they were more religious than spiritual. I'm not going to force them to be spiritual and tell them they're wrong for being religious. I'm going to respect their point of view. Okay, you know what? I'm spiritual and less religious. You're less spiritual, but you're more religious. That's okay. I'm going to let you be you. I respect that. I respect who you are as a person because you respect who I am as a person. It works both ways. Just because your partner may have a different view on something or a different opinion or a different belief than you do, that doesn't mean your relationship won't work. And a lot of people find that, well, you know what? Your thinking is different to me. I don't think I can be in a relationship with you. And I personally think I think that's wrong because nobody in the world, I wouldn't say anybody in the world here is in a relationship where both partners have the same opinion and same viewpoints on everything. Does that make oh, sense? Oh, yeah, for I'm sure. Saying? And I think differences in opinions and beliefs is is interesting in a relationship because it makes it more, it makes the dynamic flow. Whereas if you have the same interests and the same yeah. beliefs and the, you agree on everything, it kind of makes the relationship a little bit boring, right? So it's all about... Gr- right, there's no challenges, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. it's about like growing it's and like- getting to experience different ways and different things. And that's what makes the relationship stronger, right? Exactly. I agree with you 100%. What's the next topic? Um, Then we're going to move. I have uh, boundaries. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. So everybody has boundaries. 
anybody who says they do not have boundaries, in my opinion, I do not agree with you because everybody mm-hmm. has boundaries. Um, we do. I know for a fact I do. I have personal boundaries. And everybody should be able to express their personal boundaries as to what makes them feel good, comfortable and safe and secure in a relationship. You should be able to openly discuss the boundaries you have without feeling scared mm-hmm. or, you know, scared about it. Boundaries are like, okay, boundaries can be, okay, let's just say somebody got into a relationship mm-hmm. and they're not ready to be intimate yet. They want to see where this relationship is going. They want to get to know their partner mm-hmm. a bit more. That's a boundary. The other person cannot expect that person to, okay, you know what? That's a boundary I don't agree with. On the first date, we should be intimate. You have to respect the boundaries. For sure. Other example, other example can be um, boundaries. Okay, you know what? I don't want to see you every day. How about we see each other on the weekends? Or, you know what? I'd like it if we can see each other three times a week opposed to seven days a week. That's a boundary. That's a healthy boundary. The other person needs to accept mm-hmm. that. And all these, yeah. And yeah. I think another another thing with um within regards to what you just said, I do think that some sort of distance in a relationship, whether it be even you're you're living with a person and you're just like you know upstairs doing your own thing, or you know what I mean, just going to buy groceries or something. I think having a distance amongst each other is really important because it gives you the opportunity to like reflect and be in your own zone. And that's right. So what you're trying to say is like having, Mm -hmm. yeah, sorry. So what you're trying to say is like having your own space. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's, that's a very healthy boundary to have. I think in a relationship, if you're constantly in each other's pockets, it's going to get frustrating. It's going to get annoying. And don't be afraid to bring up that boundary. If you need your space, I know as a human being, I like my oh, space. Yes. <laughs> whether you go out for a drive, right? Whether I go and sit upstairs or whether I go and do grocery or walk around the mm-hmm. block. Having personal space in a relationship is very important. For sure. Yeah. Everybody needs that. So I agree with mm-hmm. you on that 100%. Yeah. And I think another thing, in, now that we're on the topic in terms of boundaries, um, I feel like social media and us having access to the internet and our phones and WhatsApp and Facebook and Instagram, I think it's very important um, in a relationship to know, like, especially like with posting personal pictures and stuff, like, it's very important to like, be open that you're in a relationship too, right? And, you know, share with the world that, you know, you're in a relationship and you're happy. And, you know, there's a difference between secrecy and privacy. Don't you agree, Preeti? I agree to some point. You're definitely mm-hmm. right. But some people like to be secretive as to, I know, okay, if I'm going to use my culture mm-hmm. as an example. Right now, things are changing. People are loosening mm-hmm. up. But I remember a while ago, it was frowned upon if you were in a relationship and people would have to keep it under yes. wraps. Sometimes it can be circumstances, but let's just say, okay, we're all grown mm-hmm. up now. And let's just say you were involved with someone, I don't know, for example, let's use mm-hmm. a workplace. So if everybody knows you're in a workplace, everybody knows you're together. I don't understand that then there shouldn't be a problem in posting each other. If everybody knows already, it's not a secret from anybody. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, by all means, post it. But I guess some people are private. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do you understand yeah. like some people are private they don't want but then they're private about everything exactly and then you have others mm-hmm. right and then you have others that are not private about everything else but then they want to okay my relationship exactly. has to be a secret even though everybody knows yeah. and that's what I I feel and I told yeah me, sorry go ahead yeah I went through that I went through that with my um ex-husband mm-hmm. we were married everybody knew we were married I had pictures with him on my Facebook on my Instagram, with my son, um, my WhatsApp D- display picture, mm-hmm. everything. But he never once had our picture on his mm-hmm. Instagram. Why? Yeah. For me, I could not wrap mm-hmm. my head around that why, right? Obviously, later on, we discovered why. But, you know, that's another topic. Yeah. But 
I understand what you're saying. When people know you're in a relationship, there should be no issue with you not wanting to post your other person. But then you do understand with social media these days, everyone's talking to exactly. Yeah, and then that's where the male or the female, whoever it may be, will needs to draw a boundary, right? And say, like, this makes me uncomfortable. How can we fix this, right? Because you're portraying, you know, everything else on social media, on your account, but you're not portraying the main thing, your relationship. And that's what kind of leads to conflict. And that leads us to our next topic, which is um, comfort and fears, right? Because sometimes you're fearful. Okay, this person does not want to actively speak or talk about me on social media or share a picture, are they trying to keep their yeah. options open? Are they trying to portray that they're single? You know, things like that. So that kind of goes hand in hand with being comfortable and being fearful, right? In terms of security. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of course, you need to feel secure in your relationship 100%. Yeah. You need to be comfortable in your relationship. And if there's no comfort and there's fear, it's not a healthy relationship to mm-hmm. be in. And while we're talking about this, I'm going to jump in with another factor called trust. I find trust is a big factor in any relationship. All relationships do require mutual and unguarded trust between partners, regardless of what a person has experienced in their past relationship. Like, I don't know, for example, they got cheated on. Mm -hmm. Um, They both need to understand that building trust takes a lot yeah and it does if I understand if you've been hurt in the past it is going to take time for you to trust that person but that person needs to understand as well okay she needs time or he needs time to build that trust and that's with any relationship I find the foundation to any relationship the bottom brick of that foundation is Mm -hmm. trust but they need to understand as well again we're going to come back to boundaries a healthy boundary to set is you can't let another person's past it shouldn't be the reason for them to control you and downgrade you because it's an excuse oh you know what I got uh, cheated on in my past relationship so therefore I'm going to control who you go out with who you talk to who you hang around with and I'm going to go through your phone I want to see who's on your social media I want to see who you talk to that's not healthy Mm -hmm. we all understand everybody has a past everybody has a past hurt in a relationship but carrying that into a new relationship and using that as an excuse to control somebody Mm -hmm. because you want to be able to trust them and for that person to be relentlessly trying to do everything you're saying, letting you control them, continuously proving their trust to you so you can trust them is very unhealthy. And after a while, that relationship is, it's going to be non-existent. Do you agree with me? A hundred percent. But just to add to what you're saying, like in terms of like, if you've been cheated, if someone's been cheated on in the past, right. Um, And, Mm -hmm. you know, you have this fear where you, you, you know, you have this motive, oh, you constantly have to check the laptop, you have to check the, their phones, their phone bills, things like that. Like basically being a private investigator, right? And, and exactly. I feel like sometimes too, like it doesn't really necessarily have to be someone cheated on someone. It could be a drug, yeah. a drug addiction. It could be an alcohol addiction, right? right? Where you're, it could be abuse. Mm-hmm. You can be beat up or physical abuse, mental abuse, verbal abuse. Yeah, yeah there's so many factors. I was just using cheating mm-hmm, as an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. like if someone has like a drug addiction, for example, you're and you know they're hiding money from you. You're constantly going to be going through receipts and the bank accounts to see if there's cash withdrawals, things you know, cash advances, things like that to see where that money is going. And that's that behavior yeah. makes you compulsive to always keep being an investigator, right? And that's very unhealthy as well, you know. So like I mean. Yeah. And all those things sadly do pay a factor in terms of, you know, being fearful in a relationship. And then it also hinders trust as well. Right. Right. Trust. And then you're too busy pleasing the other partner because you want them to trust you. That's that's very unhealthy on your Mm -hmm. part. You're just teaching them that they can continue to control you while you're so desperate for them to trust you and you are doing everything Mm -hmm. so they will trust you. 
And like I said, you will, you'll burn yeah. out. And that's not a healthy relationship. Yeah. You need also, um, the fifth point I want to bring up is support. Yes. Having a supportive partner is a key in a healthy relationship. Your partner needs to know you have their back. You need to know your partner has your back. They're supporting you. It's very important. Mm -hmm. Having support from your partner, I find, is is very important. Like, let's just say, I don't know, um, I wanted to climb Mount Everest. I would want that support. I don't want to be told, oh, you know what, there's a risk in that. What if you fall off and die? What if you fall and break a leg mm -hmm. or something? Yes, I know those risks are associated with it. I understand your fear. Talk to me. Okay, this is what could go wrong. This is what could go wrong. But I still support your decision to do exactly. this. Exactly. Talk about it instead of being like, you know what, that's your dream, that's stupid, sit there and mm -hmm. laugh. <laughs> you know, very yeah. funny, right? Yeah. It's not, that's not a relationship. You need to support each mm -hmm. other. And not just like, support each other like that like the Mount Everest example I gave but you need to support when it comes to kids you need to support when it comes to um, financial matters um, work life support with work life right and obviously that's going to lead on to some few points that you want to talk about Frieza mm -hmm. I'm not going to take up too much of your time <laughs> but supporting <laughs> supporting um, partner having a supporting partner is very yeah, important. It, it is one of the key factors in a relationship. And I think for us, you and me, um, us being business business owners, young female business owners, we need that constant support as well, right? With um, and it's right. not only just for you know boyfriends or husbands or things like that. It's like friends, right? Uh, it's, it's like yeah. having a good support uh, support circle with your friends, uh, with your family, um, having your back, of course. cheering you on, yeah, right. It's, a hundred percent. Like when we talk about relationships, mm -hmm. it does not always mean romantic. You have relationships with your family. You have platonic relationships. You have relationship with your friends. There are so many relationships. I know we pinpoint romantic mm -hmm. and I know this relate like this topic, we are more talking on the romance mm -hmm. side, but these points actually do cover your family, yes. your platonic and your friendships. They're all relationships. We, it could be your next door neighbor that's still a relationship. That's a platonic relationship. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be sexual. It doesn't have to be romantic. Yeah, 100%. So our next um, topic in terms of relationships, it's fights and conflicts. I'm sure we've all had fights and conflicts in our relationships. And we've all had difficulties dealing with them. I know, um, for me, um, I don't want to go to sleep until the conflict is resolved because I'm one of those people that won't sleep, that will cry all night until yeah. the conflict is resolved. And I feel like yeah. a lot of people have different views when it comes to conflict resolution in terms of relationships. Some people like their space. Some people want to go for a drive. Some people yell and scream. Some people want to sit calmly and talk about it. What's your view on that, Preeti? Yeah. How, do you, how do you feel about that? No, it's true. And obviously, it wouldn't be a relationship if there wasn't fight and conflict, yeah. right? It's not always rosy, rosy. And that is a fact of life. Um, some people like, I know, for example, when I have a fight, be it with anyone. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Preeti, we're losing. We're oh, losing. Can you hear me? Um, okay, sorry. Yeah. So yeah. I know when it, you know, fights. Okay. It wouldn't be a healthy relationship without a fight. Remember, every relationship, there's going to be fights. It's not always rosy-rosy. There's good days, there's bad days. The way everybody deals with it is different. I know, for one, any relationship, platonic, romantic, family, friends, when there's a conflict yeah. or a fight, I like to be left alone. I will close everybody out. I need space. I will go sit in my room and I will sit there. I will blast the music. Um, clear my mm -hmm. head and then I like to go back and resolve it. There are people who like to resolve it right there and then. And those of you that know me, I'm sure Frieza will agree as well. When you're trying to resolve with me when I'm hot and heated, it's just adding oil to the fire. I'm one of those who, yes. <laughs> I'm one of those who <laughs> needs my space. And after I've had some space and I've had time to calm down, then we can sit and we can talk about it and it's very important when there are 
fights and conflicts that um, issues be resolved. You don't want it lingering. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I am totally with you when it's like, okay, you don't want to go to sleep angry. But you know what? Sometimes I need that. Mm-hmm. I need that where I have to, you know what? Just leave me alone. Leave me alone for 12 hours. Leave me alone for 24 yes. hours. And then I'll come back and deal with it. Yeah. And it's nice to have that friend that you can talk to, like right. me and you, for just example. Just pick up the phone and be like, this happened, yeah. this happened. Just vent, let it out. And it yeah. makes you feel better. Yeah. Or we send each other voice messages. <laughs> Even though we're not looking for any conflict resolution, we just, you know, this what happened. You know, just to let it out, right? So it's nice to have that one friend or that one family member that you could just go, like, you know, run to just to vent yeah. for. It's it's really nice. Like, really, I find it really helps with like a lot of like issues in yeah. your life to have that one person that gets you, that just feels for you, and that just helps you think right clearer. and understands you. Right, to- is very important. I. I always refer to Preeti as my brain because sometimes I don't think <laughs> she's my brain. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yes. That's what we do. We're there for yeah. each other. And that's what you need. Yeah. You need your support system. And like we've said to you in other episodes as well, you have that support system. Great. If you're looking for a support system, that's what me and Frieza are here for. Please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. We are more than happy to be your support system. For sure, guys. Um, the next topic that we have, which kind of flows um, into the fights and conflicts, and I think this is, I think statistics prove one of the number one reasons why people get into fights and they get divorced and separated is because of spending habits of or course. money. That's a big one. Yes. Yeah. So I, I mean, I could say for sure that someone's spending habits when it comes to relationships can have a really big impact. Uh, I totally um, agree with you. 100%. In, yeah. In terms of how a relationship flows, I think finances also play an important role as well. Um, it doesn't matter how much money or how little money you have or how much you make. I think it affects everyone across right. the board in terms of relationships. Um, if you're, if you're, if you're the type of person that likes to save, every penny and then you're with someone that likes to spend big time there's obviously going to be conflicts there and um i think it's very important when you start a relationship to identify the way how you would like to do things if you're a if you like to spend or if you like to save i think it's really important to be on the same page on this and especially if you're in a marriage to determine are you guys going to keep your bank accounts joint? Are you going to keep it separate? Things like that, because that can avoid a lot of situations um, in, in the future. No, I think? totally agree with you. That's a number one mm-hmm. factor. There's, I know there's people who are in relationships where the other person relies on one person to be the breadwinner, mm-hmm. but then they don't think twice before spending their partner's money. It's like yeah. right? taking, it's taking advantage. advantage like constantly. Well, if yeah. you with someone who doesn't have respect for money, they're not going to have respect for you or your money. And that is one factor that I'm going to come back to communication here. You definitely need to communicate when it comes to that as well in your relationship. Mm-hmm. A relationship has to be, it has to be equal. It has to be 50-50. There has to be some understanding there. You can't have one person who's dominating over the other. You can't have one person taking advantage over the other it should be equal. And I'm going to say this comes under the bracket of respect as well. Trust, boundaries, yes. support, all of that ties in with spending. If that's not there and you're taking advantage of your person who is the one person who is working and earning is the breadwinner, that's not very respectful, is it? It's not very supportive either. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier too, like with the addiction and the, and the drugs, like if you're hiding money and if you're, you know, using it for yourself and your part, your, your partner is like struggling to make ends meet or trying to provide, I think that would be very hurtful, yeah, right. To, to, for anybody to, to experience, cause they're trying to do all that they can to like, you know, provide. And then there's this person spending money, hiding money and, spending it on alcohol and drugs, right? 
So, which also leads to the whole thing. So it's everything that we're talking about, it kind of goes hand in hand with all the topics that we're covering because it's like a cause and effect. If you're doing, if you're, if you're hiding money and you're spending money and that's affecting the trust, which goes back to the boundaries, which goes back to the fears, it, it, it's all like a revolving cycle. All these things play a factor in terms of a healthy oh, they relationship. They all go hand in hand. I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah. I agree yeah. with you a hundred percent. So our next topic is children. Yep. So children. Um, so Preeti, ha- you have one son and I have right. two sons. And I feel like the, the, the family dynamic or the relationship really changes once you have children. Uh, your schedule is different. Your priorities are different. It's, everything it is, is different. And, and it, it does, does affect, um, you have mm-hmm. less time for each other. But... Yeah. I feel like this is something that should be discussed before planning on having kids. It needs to be understood. Yeah. And I know f- mm-hmm. like from my experience, once I had my son, things did change because my son took off, took up more of my time. Of course he would. He's a baby. He's dependent on his mom, right? It's yeah. around the clock care. Is he hungry? Does he need his nappy <laughs> change? Sorry, diaper. It's <laughs> a British coming out. Does he need his diaper changed? Does he need to be burped? Does he need to be put to sleep now? And it is, it's taking time away from your partner, but that's an understanding Mm -hmm. that you should have. Yeah. And a lot of people grow, sorry, a lot of people do grow apart too um, after having kids. And it's like, it's very important to keep that bond and keep that chemistry and have time for each other, whether it be a date night or watch a movie when the kids go to sleep. I, I I feel like that bond still needs to continue and you need to keep that flame of glowing. 100%. You both need right? to put an effort in to make your relationship, to have it like it is in the beginning. Because what happens is in the beginning, it's the honeymoon phase. Then slowly yeah. it wears off. Then you have kids and it's non-existent. But if you want to keep it in that honeymoon phase, that fairy tale, romantic, how it is in the beginning, mm-hmm. both parties have to put in the effort. And if you're both not putting in the mm-hmm. effort, then of course things are going to slow down. Things are going to change. Mm-hmm. You need to learn to prioritize yeah. your time. Prioritize between your mm-hmm. children. Spend time with your children. Spend alone time with your children. Each parent should have that as well. Spend together time with your children and then have time for just you and your partner. It's very important. I agree with you on that 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. And which leads to the next topic, each other's Mm -hmm. family and religion. Now, I I have something that I would like to share that is uh, personal, and it's in regards to my family. So I am Muslim. I don't practice um, Islam at all. And um, I don't really believe in my religion anymore. And I'm more of a spiritual person. And I just kind of live my day, my life day by day. So growing up, my parents weren't religious, but everybody around us was. And um, my aunts and my uncles always told me and my sisters, when we get married, make sure we marry a Muslim guy. Make sure we married a Muslim guy. That's all we heard. And um, I never understood why they kept saying that. And my, um, my husband, my ex-husband that, that I got married to, he was Muslim. And then, you know, things happened. And, um, you know, it didn't work out. And he was Muslim. And then I look back and I say to myself, what was the reason why they pushed for me to marry a Muslim guy? I mean, yes, we're the same religion. He's not religious. I'm not religious. But what does that give us? At the end of the day, what matters is the way how a person treats you and how you feel about that person. You can have the same religion, but it makes no difference. You can date someone of the same skin color, the same country, and it doesn't make a difference. At the end of the day, I feel now, maybe hundreds of years ago or maybe even 50 years ago, it made a difference, but to me, religion does not make a marriage or a relationship any stronger. But that's just my opinion. And I look back at my aunt and my uncle and even 
sometimes they still tell my sisters the same thing. Make sure you marry a guy that's Muslim, but it's like, so what, you know, you get what I'm I'm saying. Like, it's like, it does not make a difference. I agree with you more. Um, it was like that in our culture as well. You have to marry the person who's the same religion, mm-hmm. same caste. But nowadays, um, it's not like that. And a lot of people refer yeah. to this tradition or this belief in the culture as racism. It's actually not racism. It's just, it's society mm-hmm. basically for many years. It's been, okay, you can only marry someone who's the same skin color. You can only marry someone who's the same religion or the same caste as you. I, for one, do not <laughs> believe in, you know, being, okay, you can only marry into your religion. I am completely open. At the end of the day, you said it, Frieza. It doesn't mean because you've married someone who's the same religion as you that your relationship is going to work. I was married to my ex-husband. Yeah. He was the same relationship. He was the same caste as we have a caste system in our religion. It didn't work. Yeah. Um it doesn't mm-hmm. guarantee. It's the two people in the relationship that have to make the relationship work. Right now, there's people who mm-hmm. are having interracial marriages. Uh, they're different religions. And I don't believe in the caste system. I don't believe in religion. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm very spiritual. And there's nothing wrong at all in marrying out of your religion, your caste, or skin color. At the end of the day, we're all human. All us humans have a heart. And if you're willing to put in the effort to be with your partner, not worrying about what their background is, what their religion is, what their culture is, then go ahead. Because at the end of the day, you two are in this relationship. I know in my culture, it's like, okay, so you marry this guy or this girl, but you're also marrying their family. And it shouldn't be like that. If you want to marry out of religion, if you want to marry out of caste, you want to marry somebody who's a different skin color to you, go ahead and do it. At the end of the day, we're all human. Every single one of us is a Mm -hmm. human being. And there's nothing wrong with that. People who want to frown upon it, like you're saying, your relatives, or make sure you only marry a Muslim guy. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but they're wrong. It worked like that back in the day. It worked like that when there were arranged marriages. Nothing like that works now. And people do. They need to move Mm -hmm. on with time. At the end of the day, when the two people in the relationship are happy, who gives a shit what anybody else thinks? At the end of the day, you two people are in the relationship. And if you two are happy and you two are willing to go the extra mile for each other, then you know what? That's all that matters. Who gives a crap what anybody else says? Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent, which leads to the next thing that we're going to talk about is um, each other's families. Now there are some people, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i gonna say this openly. So um, before I got married, I was with um, this guy for about mm-hmm. five years and um, we were together and he actually broke up with me to marry his, um, his cousin. And um, I was devastated. I was, I was so hurt, I was so upset. But I really feel in some cultures and some religions, they, they are really into marrying in, intertwinely amongst family members, whether it be cousins, whether it be second cousins, things like that. And I do find a lot of people from that area of the world, I'm not going to say specifically where, I, I do feel that they have some sort of control and expectation in terms of what their daughter-in-law, and I'm going to use the word, the term daughter-in-law, because you and I both, Preeti, have been former daughter-in-laws, so we can both kind of relate to that. Um, They have an expectation about what their daughter-in-law should look Mm -hmm. like. I was told that, you know, I should look like Rani Mukherjee, for example, which for anybody that doesn't know, she's a very famous, famous Indian Mm -hmm. actress. And um, I would have to be fair-skinned, I would have to be a certain height and a certain weight and um, that um, sorry, I'm just losing my train of thought here. (laughs) Um, So basically they have this perception of what their daughter-in-law should look like, what they should be. And also accepting people that have been divorced or separated and have kids as well. Um, I feel that some families um, in some religion and cultures are, are non-accepting 
of people whose marriages or relationships in the past haven't worked out and they're not really accepting of this new of their son or their daughter um dating somebody that has kids or dating somebody that has been previously married or separated what's your take I on that I couldn't agree with you more but the failing to understand this is not playing design your own daughter-in-law it's ridiculous yeah and i don't know mm-hmm. why people have these hopes and what happens is i find like these narrow-minded traditional thinking i'm going to say mother-in-laws they forget that they were once mm-hmm. in our shoes as well right exactly. they completely forget and mm-hmm. to me i don't think it's more about the imp- appearance it should be what what's in the person's heart what kind of person person they are it's like saying okay you know what she's kind she's generous she's trust- trustworthy she's going to take care of this family she's got all the traits we need but she's 170 pounds and she's 4 foot something so because of that we're going to turn her down it's ridiculous mm-hmm. Yeah. there's too much there's so much expectation out of there right and mm-hmm. i know some people like yeah. times are changing now right but i know some people still mm-hmm. sit in that mindset this is how we want our daughter in law she has to be light skinned and she has to be tall and slim mm-hmm. and you know she's not just marrying our son she's marrying the whole family and now she's going to be a slave because you know now the daughter in law is here that everybody else is just going to you know go to camp and just holiday camp mm-hmm. and vacay that's not how it works yeah. times are changing but there are still people who are in that mindset so i can totally understand what you are saying and what you've gone through and i mean trying to compare you yeah. to a bollywood actress i mean like why don't <laughs> you just go it. and get rani mukherjee then yourself like go and tell her listen this is what i want you as a daughter-in-law will you marry my son it's ridiculous <laughs> absolutely oh dear <laughs> yeah Okay, so our next point is work-life balance. Now, I think with work-life balance, um a lot of no matter where you are in the world, you know, I know with COVID it's, you know, some people are laid off unfortunately and some people are just getting back into the groove of working. Now, work-life balance is really important, especially if you have kids. Whether it be you're working from home, you're working outside of the home, both you and your partner are working, working to pay the bills, working to take the kid, I mean, going waking up in the morning taking your kids to school picking them up from school whether your kids are homeschooled or whatever the case is setting your priorities and work life balance does have a factor in terms of relationships now it could be stress right. level too if things are tough and you're struggling to make ends meet to pay the bills you know you and your partner are constantly stressed about money all those things play a factor in terms of your relationship 100%. too right if you're always constant if you know if you're always constantly you know calling up collections agencies or make calling up uh, your bill creditors and asking them for extensions for payment arrangements things like that all those things take away sometimes from the happiness of your overall relationship right because your focus is on getting up taking the kids to school going to work making that money getting that paycheck and then paying your bills and then you lose that that you lose that intimacy you lose that i guess you can say that closeness of that bond in that relationship because you're you and your partner are always working you guys have other things on your mind and you guys kind of forget each other and that place where you guys were and it kind of you kind of lose touch with each other yeah, you know no i agree with that so i, I think totally agree very, with that i think it's very important to really make time for your relationship and um and separate you know the work time the the kids time and you know any other things that you have going on in your life and really make time for that relationship and it's not just you know your partner like your intimate relationship like your husband or your or your boyfriend it's like making time for your kids making time for your friends making time for anybody on any other families in your life right so it's all about work life balance and making everything synchronized at the end of yeah, the day i agree with you on that one A hundred percent. Work life yeah. should be kept separate from your home life. You should. I understand mm-hmm. right now in what's going on with the world and this day and age, it is hard, and people are like struggling to make ends meet. But remember, this is where mm-hmm. the supportiveness comes in. Yes, you guys are busy trying to make money so you guys can pay your bills, pay your rent. 
but don't forget to support each other. Yeah. Don't forget to be there for each other. It's important. Yeah. Work life is work life, but family life is family life. And it's like I said before, it's what two people put into a relationship. You have to both put into a relationship to make it work. For sure. Which leads to our next point, which is housework duties. So distribution of housework duties. Yeah. So with this one, <laughs> I'm going to jump right in. Um, this is from past experience. <laughs> I was a woman. I was married into the home. I was told I can't work. I'm to stay at home, look after his parents, look after the house, look after my son. Fine. I did it. Fair enough. But everything was on the females of the house to do. The male is supposed to sit there like a king, be treated like a king. And the women are basically, the way I would say is be a maid. I hope I'm not offending anyone out there, but saying what I am saying. Remember, this is my personal opinion. I'm not saying you guys like that, but I'm just using this as a personal opinion. This is my opinion. This is how I feel it is. The men are the kings and the women are the mates. Hands down. Okay. Oh, yeah, you have a dream. You have a degree. Oh, are you? You specialize in this? That's okay. You don't need to go out there and work. Stay home. You're going to look after my family. You're going to look after our children. You're going to look after the house. And I expect my breakfast at this time. I expect my lunch at this time. And I want this this time, this is the time I want dinner. And this is what I want. I had when I was married, I'd have something made. And if he came in and it's like 11 o'clock at night, well, I ain't eating that. Make me something else where I would do it. Why? Because I was trying to be the perfect wife for him, right? This is where I'm saying, please don't mold yourself to continuously try and make your partner happy. Yes, to some extent, do it. But remember what you are allowing is what's shaping your relationship in the years to come so I did that I did everything I wanted to be the woman he wanted me to be right so I'm talking from experience and I don't think it's right because the house duty should be shared as well like you know nowadays I know um couples cook together I'm gonna give a shout out to my brother and his wife um because They've been married since August, um, but I remember I was talking to him a few weeks ago and he said to me, they do the housework together, they cook together. And you know what? That is lovely to hear. It's lovely to hear that he's been brought up with that mindset that, you know what? Everything's equal. They both work. Um, they're both working and then the house duties, the cooking, everything they're doing together. And you know what? That makes me so happy. It makes me so happy to see that they're happy. Do you know what I mean? Being the elder sister and yeah. seeing that. Because mm -hmm. I've always said this. I'm probably embarrassing my brother right now. But I'm sorry, Amrit, but I'm going to say it now <laughs> for the world to hear. The way I look at him is the way I look at my son. Um, I call my son Bubu. That's just a pet name I've given it. And that's what I call my brother. I'm like, well, he's my little Bubu. You're my big Bubu. Um, but I'm telling you, it makes me so happy to hear that. And when we FaceTime and I see them together and you know what? It's really nice. It's different. As you can see with time, things have uh -huh. moved on. It's different to what it was when I was married. And I'm like so happy for them. Knock mm -hmm. on wood, you know, I'm a strong believer in that. Yeah, but no, it's good. good. And that's a prime example. That's Everything you can both work. You can both take care of. They don't have kids yet, but you can take care of your kids. You can mm -hmm. cook together. You can clean together. And you know what? When you've split the house duties, you're doing it together. It gets done faster and you guys can spend more time together. Do you know what I mean? Like, I For remember sure. when I moved yeah. out, so my mm -hmm. best friend used to come over and uh, we'd have a gathering and he would be in the kitchen washing dishes. And to me, that would not be normal. I would freak out. He's standing at my sink washing dishes. I would literally shove him out of the kitchen because I was so used to it <laughs> for 11 years. It was only the women in the kitchen. And I used to shove him out of the mm -hmm. kitchen. But you know what? Now I see it. I'm like, you know what? It's a great help. And it's a blessing that I have him. He's like mm -hmm. the bestest friend I have. I'm going to be honest. Sorry, Frieza. Sorry, Preet. But he's one of my bestest friends. <laughs> um, and it's nice because you know what? It's less stress on me. It's like everything's done. It's like shared house duties. Do you know what I mean? And that's mm -hmm. how it should be. See, then this mm -hmm. is a platonic relationship. This is a friendship relationship. 
and the duties are shared because we live together. Then you've got like the romantic marital relationship. And I use my brother and his wife as an example. Um, mm-hmm. So it should be, and that's how it should be. I don't know what your experiences were, Frieza, when you were married. Um, maybe you'd like to share on those. Well, the thing is, is that when I was, um, when I was married um, for a couple of years, he worked and I stayed home. So just like you, I had the whole yeah. taking care of the kids, taking care of the house, you know, cooking, cleaning, yeah. everything, right? And But I always had these part-time work-at-home jobs mm-hmm. where I would work, um, you know, for like Rogers and, you know, just call center jobs from home, right? This is before I started uh, Glam Up, way before right. I started Glam Up. And then um, after I start up, started off uh, Glam Up, um, you know, the money was coming in and, you know, things were different. So eventually he, he had stopped uh, working. And that's when the duty shifted from me doing mm-hmm. everything to him doing everything because I was working part-time at the hospital and then I was working on glam up. So it's, 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 it's funny how sometimes just by the way, how the, the, like you swap yeah. roles, how things kind of change, right? The expectation is not, okay, well, I'm not going to run my business and I'm not going to come home at work from work from the hospital at 12 o'clock at night and then cook dinner, do laundry, clean up the house, things like right. that. Right. So the expectation changes. So in terms of that, whether, you know, whether it be any relationship out there, I think it's very important for the partners to acknowledge that if someone else is picking up the slack and picking up the workload and, you know, bringing in that money that the, they should be a little bit more accommodating and maybe structure their minds and thinking different. Like, Hey, it's not always about the woman doing the cooking and the cleaning and taking care of the kids that the men should step up and assist, not fully take over, but like assist with the transition and, and helping with chores and duties around the house. Right. Totally agree. Did you find it like I did? Like, did you find it like weird when you saw him in the kitchen washing dishes or were you kind of accustomed to that? Cause you guys have always been like that. Well, he, he, I mean, he used to do like, you know, right. things here and there, but, um, I grew up with my mom right. always in the kitchen, Same. always cooking. And then when my dad would go wash, when my dad would stand in the kitchen and like wash his hands in the kitchen sink, it's like me and my sister would be like staring, like, Oh my right. God, he's in the kitchen. You know, it'd just be so awkward with him even standing near right. the stove even like, you know, so I think that's just the norm that we all kind of had where our moms always were the one that cooked right. and did everything. And, you know, the dads just kind of like worked and just kind of like, you know, stayed in the living room. But I think another thing too, Preeti, I think some, unfortunately, some moms and dads are single parents, not by choice, because unfortunately, someone passed away, right? And they have to pick up the slack and they have to do, they have to be the mom and the dad for their kids, right? And I've seen, I've seen all that a lot in terms of like, you know, day-to-day reality in the ICU at work where there's um, dads passing away that are young, moms passing away that are young, and then a parent is left to raise their kids, right? On their own, they have to do everything. So shout out to the single moms and single dads. Hats off to you guys. You're doing amazing. Keep doing what you guys Mm -hmm. are doing. You guys rock. Yeah, so shout out whether it be by choice that they're single parents or because unfortunately something something terrible has happened in their life. But like, we we have been talking about relationships too, uh, a lot, like in terms of boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands and wives and things like that. But like, like, I guess we kind of forgot to mention, like, you know, the single parents out there too. It's not just about, you know, just being always constantly in a relationship. There are some single moms and singles dads out there. And then that way your relationship expectation changes to your family to your colleagues, to your friends, and everybody else around you, right? That's why it's all about having that amazing, yeah, and support system as well. I agree more with that. Yeah. So Preeti, anything you Um, would like to add? We've covered covered a lot. There's one topic I want to discuss. I've had um, a few people message me knowing that we were going to talk about relationships. Mm -hmm. They want to talk about long-distance relationships. So I'm just going to quickly based on that so I hope those of you that have messaged me are listening so the one question I was asked was okay so being in a long distance relationship can a long distance relationship work 
Well, it's the same as being in a relationship with someone who lives in the same city as you. No relationship is guaranteed to last. So can a long distance relationship? Of course it can. Why can't it? If you guys are both putting in the effort to make this relationship work, why can't it work? You can, people say, oh, you know what? Long distance relationships don't work. You could be in a relationship with your next door neighbor. It's not guaranteed to work. No relationship is guaranteed to work unless two Mm -hmm. people are putting an effort into it. The trust has to be there, obviously, especially with long distance. I understand it's hard. Okay, are they seeing other people and they're not talking to me? What are they doing? Do they think I'm talking to someone else? I'm using myself as an example, just as a, just as the way to word what I'm saying. Um, you know, is that person mm-hmm. with someone else? What's going on during the time we're not talking? Because obviously when it comes to long distance, there's a time difference. Um, you can't always talk yes. all the time because the time distance, the time difference does, you know, play mm-hmm. a huge factor. But if the tr- and I think communication, it, sorry, I think communication also having that open communication, whether it be, you know, through WhatsApp, FaceTime of calls, course. you know, things like that. I, I think it's very important to have that open communication, not like you know, twenty four seven. But, you know, in, in, in like, it, like in intervals, you know, like whether it be like, of like, course. you know, a couple times a 100%. day, you know, Communication and, you know, is key. like, I you agree. know, you know, and even, for sure. And even if it's just like, hey, I'm not going to be around my phone for, you know, a couple of hours or, you know, I'm going somewhere and, you know, I'll get in touch with you when I come back. Just keeping the person in the loop, right? So they're, yeah, not, they're not wondering, where wondering, right? Okay, if you can't make a call let's just say okay so you've called in the morning for example and you can't call during obviously there's work and then Mm -hmm. there's a time difference you can communicate a little bit over messages it's not that Mm -hmm. you constantly have to be every second of the day where you have to be in contact with each other but you know and drop a message here drop a message there call when you can and now we have the power we can video call there's so many platforms that you can video call. You can WhatsApp, yes. you can FaceTime, Instagram video call, you can Snapchat video call. There's a Facebook video call. I'm sure there's many more. There are ways around it. And if you can't always video call, you yeah. can text, make a voice call, text. Um, there's ways For around sure. it. Don't make the other person feel like where they're left wondering, okay, where do I stand in this Um okay, are we in this? Are we not? Are we talking? Are we not? Have our feelings changed? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is going on? Right? That's the, I think that's a big factor when it comes to long distance and with the time difference, right? It's very important. But Mm -hmm. if you're both putting the effort, it can't just be one-sided where, and that's with any relationship and it's the same for long distance as well. It can't be where there's one person putting in the effort and the other one just sits back Uh, you know what, I'll make a call when I feel like it. Or you know what, I don't feel like messaging. I'm not going to message. I'll just make the call and leave the other person wondering like, okay, what the hell is going on here? It's mutual understanding. It's mutual effort for anything to work for any relationship. And this is covering everything we've covered today, be it long distance, whether it be someone who is near you, whether it be someone who is far if it's a relationship in the same city, the same country, whether it's a relationship where it's they're in a completely different country, different hemisphere from us, it is up to you two people in the relationship to make it work. Obviously, you both got into this relationship knowing, okay, you know what, this is a long distance. Obviously, you would have communicated, okay, how is this going to work? What long-term goal? What is the plan, right? And it is up to you then when you both got into the relationship, yeah. it is up to both of you make it work you both need to put in the effort you both have to make each other feel like you're wanted you don't want to be sitting there wondering has his or her feelings for me changed Mm -hmm. because I don't feel how it was in the Mm -hmm. beginning for example let's just use that as the beginning right the beginning of any relationship is like that the excitement Mm -hmm. is there you're constantly on the phone you're constantly texting calling pictures liking each other's posts and then slowly 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 things like okay, it's fizzled. But why has it fizzled? Because both parties have allowed Mm -hmm. it to fizzle. Communicate with each other when you feel like something is not up to par how you want it. Communicate, hey, listen, what is going on? 
I'm kind of feeling you're distant mm-hmm. with me. Do you still feel the same about me? What can we do as a couple to make this better? So one of us isn't left feeling like, oh, I'm, you know, the other one's not interested or the other one doesn't love me more or the other one doesn't have feelings for me. Both the effort, remember, both of you put in the effort and relationships can go a long way. As long as the mutual understanding is there, the trust is there, communication is there, long distance relationships can work honesty is key if you've got bored or you know long distance is be honest with the other person listen this isn't quite working try and resolve it what can we do to fix this if you feel there's nothing to fix it then mm-hmm. just be honest with them rather than just you know leaving someone hanging or whatever just be like you know what be honest listen this is not working i mm-hmm. thought it would it wouldn't be honest honesty is key right mm-hmm. and it's good to yeah. And it's good to stay true to your feelings as well. Be open about your feelings and don't lose yourself in the process. All the topics that Preeti and I talked about, whether it be the boundaries, the fears, uh, fights, spending habits, um, families, work-life balance, it's very important not to lose touch with what yourself, sorry, lose touch of yourself and your feelings and your values and what you believe in. Sometimes we drown ourselves in our relationships and our partners and we forget who we are and we lose touch and we lose ourselves. Always make it your priority to have time for yourself, to recollect those feelings and to connect with your inner self because you don't want to be in a position where you're constantly on the go, pleasing everyone around you, whether it be your partner, your family, your friends, your coworkers, whoever it is. Don't forget to do you first because that's what matters the most. And you're going to find your true happiness within your own self. And once you find your happiness within your own self, of course, you will emit I agree that, with that happiness and it does, to it others. It starts with yourself. Be in a relationship mm-hmm. with yourself first, self-love. Yeah. If you don't love yourself, you are going to attract mm-hmm. what doesn't love you. And you need to love yourself in order to love exactly. somebody and understand that somebody loves you how you love yourself. That is a 100% key factor. Remember, any circumstance, it all starts from within how you feel about yourself. Exactly. All right. Uh, well, no, Pretty, do you have anything else to add? I'm going to, yeah, again, just tell everyone we're your support I system. Think- we are here for you guys. Please, please, please drop us a mm-hmm. message. Again, you have glam up underscore Canada and you have glitz and glam underscore by Preeti on Instagram. Drop us a message. Any questions you have, any topic you want us to bring up, like you guys reached out to me about long distance, reach out to us. We'd be happy to cover the topics you would like. Um, we are your support system. Reach out mm-hmm. to us. A few of you have been doing. Thank you. And we have been helping and supporting you in the way we can by offering our ear and offering advice in the topics you need it. I know me and Frieza have been busy doing that this week. So we want to thank you guys for doing that. Thank you to everyone who's been messaging us. Thank you to everyone who is actually out there and supporting our podcasts. Um, next week's topic, we are going to talk about moms and dads at home, dealing with working from home, dealing with homeschooling kids, dealing with COVID in general and how how parents are doing with looking after a house, mm-hmm. working from home themselves while they're homeschooling their kids. I know it's a topic a lot of you have asked for us to discuss. Frieza and myself have been getting these messages. So we are going to definitely discuss that next week. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're going to leave you with. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's always a pleasure. Yes, thanks, guys, so much for tuning in. And um, also, I know Preeti and I have extended the invitation to send your suggestions for topics for our podcast. Uh, do feel free to offer some feedback in terms of how you, like, what you thought about our podcast, any sort of feedback, if you agreed with things that we said, any sort of topics that you really enjoyed, anything that you disagreed with, we'd love to hear the feedback. Uh, we have noticed that we have a, quite a bit of listeners Um all, of, of course, in Canada, in the UK, Guyana, also some in uh, Martinique and um, I believe Pakistan as well. 
So uh, shout out to you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Um, our podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you. So uh, once again, thank, Casey, you, so thank you so much. Um, again, uh, the podcast went amazing. And um, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our topic. And stay tuned for next week as we discuss, like Bridgie said, moms and dads at home dealing with COVID and um, kids learning online and um things like that so guys enjoy the rest of your week um catch Same us on instagram week, and we'll one, talk to you guys Eastern soon time. bye guys <laughs> okay.